Hey, what's up, everybody? Here we are again with another episode of Ashley's Lesbian Lifestyle Podcast. This is the official start of season two, and I'm so incredibly excited about it. Um, If you guys have been listening to me since I started, then you know that there's a difference with season two. You can hear the difference. And um, I'm officially official. I have my whole setup and I am really excited about it. And I have been looking at my analytics. So I just want to say I appreciate all of my listeners from the US, from Germany, Canada, Ireland, the Philippines and the United Kingdom. I'm so very grateful for you all. And I appreciate you all listening to me. Um, When I started this podcast, I started it you know, while we were all in the pandemic. Um, And I know that's something that we can all relate on, but I started it in the pandemic and I just wanted to give people an an insight um, into the lesbian lifestyle. And I know I'm just a small portion of the lesbian community, but I just wanted to give, you know, my perspective, my experiences, my genuine experience in hopes that it can maybe help someone, um, help other lesbians to have successful relationships and, um, just to prosper, man. Uh, so I hope I'm doing what I set out to do. I enjoy making this podcast, but let's move on. All right. So you've already read the title. So you already know that this episode, season two, episode one is about my toxic relationship. Now I've been wanting to make this episode for a good minute now, but I didn't want to make it until I was officially done. And I know sometimes with exes, there's a a gray area. So even when you break up and you don't, you no longer have the title, you still dibble and dabble a little bit. You're still in communication. You're still going over there. You still get that you up text and you scurry over there and you do what you do. You have fun and you leave. Um, But I didn't want to make this episode until that was no longer happening the ties have been cut maybe not as clean as I would have liked them to be but they are clean or but they are cut nonetheless I should say and um so that is the start of season two my toxic relationship all right so This toxic relationship, this specific toxic relationship, because if we're going to be real, I have been in more than one toxic relationship, um, but this specific toxic relationship lasted for three years and it was three years too long. I had all of the red flags within the first month and a half that we moved in together. Um, but I did not take heed and I ignored them because I was just like any other woman I feel like, or any other person, things will get better, but things did not get better. Okay. So the first month and a half, the masks came off. You know, when you first meet someone, you put your best foot forward and you want them to see the best part of you. That is impossible to do once you move in together. Once you share the same address, you can't, you can no longer pretend to be someone else. And that's basically what happened. Everything that she had shown me when we were living separately, I had my own apartment. She had her place. She was five or not was, she is five years older than I am. She has three beautiful daughters that I just absolutely love and adore. Um, But after that first month and a half, red flags, red flags, it was red flag city. It was the red flag district. 
Um, <clears throat> and I was like, oh, well, what's that pretty color? That's a pretty color red. I may wear that one day, you know, and just kept moving, which was completely the wrong thing to do, but I kept it moving nonetheless. Um, so within that time, I found out that she was verbally abusive, um, toxic. Yeah. And she just was not the right person for me. And I, I should have left. I should have left. I should have left. And I didn't. And three years later, well, actually, this is four years later. Um, I, I, I'm not happy that time was wasted because we all know that when you waste time, that is something that you cannot get back. You can't get those years back. But I am grateful for the lessons that I've learned because it's put me in different situations, different spaces that I can now thrive in and do better with. Um, And so in that aspect, I am happy and grateful that I had this experience. But within that relationship, she was verbally abusive and she would use everything that I'd ever told her against me um, like it was nobody's business and Two months into living together, we had this incident. We had a disagreement and we shared some words and she decided that she wanted to get physical with me. She put me in the meanest headlock that I'd ever seen. I'd never seen a head like like a headlock like this unless it was like on WWE and they ended it with a crash to a table. But she put me in the meanest headlock. I have three older brothers. They used to put me in headlocks all the time and do moves on me. And they were not touching her. I could not get out of this. And it just got to the point where I had to tap out and literally smack my hand on the sofa saying, you got it. You got it. She let me out. Um, I walked downstairs and there's a knock or no. Okay. So I'm going to go back a little bit. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But so this was not the first uh, relationship that I had been in that had gotten physical. So I know what you have to do to get out of these situations. So after she let me out of the headlock, I pretended to call the police just to get out of the room. I didn't actually call them because of my experience from the first time I had to call the police with another relationship. Um, I may tell that story at some point. That may be an episode. But I pretended to call the police and um, just to get out of the room. I go downstairs, go into the garage just to evaluate what just happened and think about what the fuck just happened. What am I going to do? Um, I come back inside. There's a knock on the door and I'm like, okay, so I know I did not just call the police. I, I pretended I 911 was not actually dialed. So who's at the door? I open or no, I don't even open the door. She opens the door and there is a six two man at the door. I don't recognize him, but when she opens the door, she says she calls the, she called the police and we just had this episode and he just starts coming at me with words. And in that moment, before I even reacted, I put two and two together. Okay. I mentioned she has three beautiful girls. This is baby daddy. Baby daddy comes in. 
And which was so odd and weird to me because the story that I've ever gotten about him, I mean, he was there for her, for the kids. We would only have the kids part-time because they shared custody. So it would be three days on, he would have the the kids four days. And then after his four days, we would have the kids four days. He would have them three days. And that was the routine. Um, But from the stories that she ever told me, he was the worst. He treated her terribly they were not friends, they were not on good terms, but yet here he is showing up at my address. And he just starts coming at me with words and I immediately hop on the defense and I start coming at him with words. And I am one of those people that I watch a lot of those uh, crime shows. Like uh, I, I can't, it's not coming to me right now, but where there's like two people, they're a couple or they're messing around and they get together and they kill the other person. Like that's immediately what went through my mind. Like here are th- two people that I can honestly, honestly say I don't know very well. Anything can happen. So I actually do end up dialing 911 because he was walking up to me again. He's 6'2". I am a 5'5 woman. There, there's no, this is, this can't happen. So I called the police. She tells him, you need to leave because I don't want you to get in trouble. So he leaves. Um, the police come, they don't really do much, uh, basically just say stop fighting and they left. So with that happening, I made the decision, you know, just to myself, this is not a good environment for me. I've been here once before. I'm not going to do this again. I'm leaving. So the next day I set up movers. They come, she was at work. They come, I took off, but the movers come, they pack up all of my stuff and I didn't really have anywhere to go. So, because I'm in a state where I live all by myself, mind you. So I didn't have anywhere to go. Um, so I have the movers put my things in a storage unit and I go to a hotel just to regroup and think about what I'm going to do. Um, and if you all have listened to my family acceptance, then you know that my family does not accept the fact that I'm lesbian. They do not support it any of that. So I was basically on my own with that situation. And so I, I'm in a hotel. And while I'm at that hotel, all of a sudden, my phone starts going crazy. And not by a number that I recognize. This is from a private number. And I answer. And it's a man on the other end of the line. And he's whispering, but he's like, you're you're a dyke, bitch, you you should die and all this other stuff. And once again, common sense, I put two and two together. This is baby daddy. (laughs) He's blowing up my phone and I mean blowing it up. I don't even have a moment to dial my family's number, you know, just to let them know what's going on because he's, it's call after call after call after call after call. He's blowing up my phone and I still have these um, voice messages. And you know what? I'm going to play one right now. Just, just so you guys can hear, I'm going to play one of these right now. So 
So you heard that. (laughs) And that was the type of voicemails that he was leaving me. And that was baby daddy of my ex. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm not doing this with her anymore. And I was done, right? But I'm Ashley. And what does Ashley do? Ashley puts herself in the same situation again. I leave and I think I was gone for about eight months. We were apart for eight months and then I was, you know, I actually, you know what, completely honest, I don't know if I reached out to her or she reached out to me, but somehow we ended up getting into a relationship again. And it was it was the same thing without the baby daddy, um, but we, me and the baby daddy did meet. It was at one of the girls basketball games and he apologized for all of that. But I'm just like, you know, dude, it's fine. Whatever. Like, it's not okay, but it's whatever. It's whatever. Um, and so she and I enter into a relationship again. This is time number two. And there was no putting your best foot forward. She was who she was and within who she was, it was verbal abuse. It was just making me feel less than, again, the Tasmanian thing. And she would have these episodes where, not even episodes, this was just who she was. If you ever disagreed with her, if you never had the same perspective or point of view of her, you didn't share it with her, she would take that as an attack and she would then attack me again with words that I, that I told her in confidence, things that I told her in confidence. And she would just throw those back at me. And sometimes she would get so mad at me and she would want to hit me so bad that she would punch the wall. And obviously if you punch a wall, you're going to hurt your hand. So I would be the dumbass to go make her an ice pack and put it on her hand. It, it, it was just the toxicity of it all. And I, I compare it to like the Stockholm syndrome when you basically, I, I don't know if this is the correct definition of it, but you, you, you feel comfort with your abuser. Um, and that's basically what it was. I did not, con- I didn't like the way that she made me feel, but I was just there with her. I would take it I would take it, man. And, and, and it's, it's, it's stuff that it's kind of embarrassing to, to speak about or to admit to the things that you accepted. Um, and so the second time that we got together, um, after the first time, again, I moved into her space, her area, and I was on the lease. And again, I was only there two months and I had to go and she could not afford that place on her own. And so it was a situation with my name being on the lease and my credit about to go to shit because she can't afford the rent and I'm no longer there. And I was not about to pay for rent at two places. So I wasn't adding to the rent of the place that we stayed. She wasn't paying rent. And I don't know, somehow she she worked it out to where she was able to leave the lease and have both of our names still be in good standing. I don't know how she worked that out, but she did somehow. Um, So I was able to not have that go on my credit. But anyway, second time we're together, 
I learned one lesson. Obviously, it wasn't the lesson of she's the wrong one for me, but it was the lesson of not to go on the lease because if something happens again, I need to be able to leave and not have my credit go to shit, right? So I have an apartment. Once that lease is up, I move in once again with her into her world, into her space. And I know how she is. So I think we're together maybe six months this time. And we have a disagreement. Once again, same, same way disagreement. And she's like, get the fuck out. And, And I'm saying this verbatim. She said, get the fuck out. And I'm not on the lease. I have no rights to this place. So what do I have to do? I have to get the fuck out. So I get the fuck out. And um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I live in a state where I have no family. I still had a job at this point, though, but I have no family. And when that get the fuck out meant go to your car (laughs) because I had nowhere to go. And I'm laughing about this just because you have to laugh about some some things, you know, just to make it okay, I guess. But I left. I packed all of my things and um I lived in my car for three months. I was still working, but I lived in my car for three months um, because I had nowhere else to go. So I lived in my car. I was homeless, had no home. My car was my home. And three months, I saved enough up to um, be able to pay security deposit and first month's rent. And I got finally got me an apartment. But guess what, guys? I still didn't learn my lesson. I went back. I went back to her. But second time around, I learned another lesson. I learned we can't live together (laughs) because I living in my car was one of the worst experiences that I've ever had. Um, So I'm learning stuff slowly but surely, but I'm learning things. So I know not to move in with her again. So I don't. I, I continue to have my own place, but I'm spending more time at her place than I am even at my own. So it's basically like I live there and it's the same shit. It's the the verbal abuse. It's all of that. And at a certain point, I, I just check out and she notices that I check out because I'm not I'm not engaging I'm I'm there but I'm not engaging and she notices that and that only makes her angry and when she comes to me with it I tell her just straight up like look you cannot talk like we're in a relationship. You can't talk to me like you've been talking to me. You can't treat me the way you've been treating me because all it is going to do at a certain point is chip away at me. And at that point, why would you want to be with a person that's not even a full person? Why would you want to do that to someone? And why would you want to be with someone that's not whole? Um, And she didn't care. Her response was, well, I know I talk to you like shit, but. And that was it. That was the end of the, the conversation. And, and sure enough as hell with me being the dumbass that I was no longer am, but that I was, I still stayed. Um, And again, she had three or she has three beautiful children. 
and obviously with being there, you have to, um, you know, interact with the kids and do things with the kids. And I was doing drop offs to school, pickups, dinner time, hair, homework. I was doing all of these things with these kids and I really, really, really built a relationship with them. Um, and nothing was good enough. It was just nothing that I ever did was good enough for her. She would always find something to yell at me about, to bitch about. And I just stayed. And I, and I think it was the last year, not this last year, but the last year that I was with her, I was completely checked out and she knew it. Um, and so I finally had made the decision after everything that I'd been through with her that I'm either going to choose her or I'm going to choose myself. And at the end of the day, I ended up choosing myself. And um, like I said at the beginning, there is a, 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 a brief period where you dibble and dabble with your ex without the title. And, and I was doing that. But it just came to a point where I just cut those ties 100%. And after I was, I was, you know, brave enough to leave, to stop responding, to stop texting, to stop calling, to stop expecting her to change, I was good to leave. And once I left, um, she tried relentlessly to get back in panic attacks and please come over. I miss you. I love you. I want to do everything that you wanted to do. I'm sorry for everything. But at that point, it was just over. I was not going to relive those moments with her and I was done. And I, I can say still to this day, she still hits me up wanting to get back together and I don't respond. I don't interact. I don't engage. Um, because I moved on, you know, and before I moved on, here's the thing with these relationships is that I know because I've been, I've dated both men and women. I mean, it's been a decade since I've ever dated a guy, but I remember me in those relationships and it's completely different. It's apples and oranges when it comes to dating a guy than it is uh, dating a woman. And I don't, it's just with a woman, it's so emotional. I mean, we are emotional creatures, you know, but it's so crazy. But long story short, I, I ended up leaving. And that is one thing, again, that was a lesson that I felt I needed to learn because I did learn a lot of lessons. And I hope I didn't rush that story. But I'm just, I'm just here to say I I had that story time just to let you guys know that Sometimes in these relationships that we're in, you do come to a crossroads where you have to make a decision and you're either going to choose the person that you're with or yourself. And I just want to say that there is absolutely nothing wrong with choosing yourself. That doesn't make you selfish. That just makes you a wise person. And I'm not going to lie. I was honestly in love with that person I loved that person and still to this day regardless of what we went through I still have love for this person but the thing about it is is that she was just not for me at all 
And I guess the moral of the story is choose wisely who you decide to be with because you can love someone all day. You can have so much love for someone, but just because you love someone doesn't mean that they are the person that you should be with. doesn't mean that they are the right person. You should always put your mental health, your heart, your morals above everything. But not to end on a bad note, I am now in a healthy relationship with a beautiful and absolutely beautiful woman. And I've taken everything that I've learned from that relationship, from that situation to my advantage. Um, and I, I couldn't be happier now. So with every bad thing, and I and I know I left a lot of things out, uh, you know, that happened within that relationship, but... I learned a lot from that relationship and I feel like the lessons that I learned in that were necessary. They were needed. Would I have loved to learn those in a softer way? Not such hard lessons, of course, but I didn't. But I learned the lessons nonetheless, and that has led me to having a a healthier relationship with people. Um, One thing I think that we do we have trauma bonds and a trauma bond is where you connect with someone based on the things that you've gone through. And so with the relationship that I'm in now, I, that was never anything that I ever wanted to connect on. I don't want to connect and be able to relate based off of negative things, only positive things. Um, And I'm, I'm happier today. And I don't, this may sound weird, but I'm a happier person today. I'm in a happier relationship because of that relationship, that toxic relationship. Um, But again, guys, I make these podcasts and this story time was specifically, I just wanted to give you guys a little insight on the things that I've been through. And hopefully you could learn from what I've been through and not go through them yourself, because I wouldn't wish any of that being homeless, being verbally abused on anyone. So I hope that you can, you, you recognize the red flags in these relationships and take heed to them, be mindful of them and do you, man, like you just have to do you. So that is the end of my toxic relationship podcast today. Again, this was the beginning of season two. We have so many more exciting topics to to come to. And again, you guys can always send me suggestions, send me topics. If you would ever like to be a guest on Ashley's Lesbian Lifestyle Podcast, maybe to share your experience, your coming out story, whatever it may be, you can always hit me up at ashleyactually at gmail.com. It's A-S-H-L-I-I-A-C-T-U-A-L-L-Y at gmail.com. I'm always open for suggestions and guests. I am going to take this podcast so far and I hope you guys are along for the ride. So until next time.